All right, who wants to talk about last time? I was trying to remember that earlier, and I... It was sort of a... We did a bunch of random stuff, didn't we? Yeah, it was kind of a cleanup position before. I know we were in the cistern area, the underground. We started off, you got in a fight with your Tingentapa, uh, Gregory Lagan, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Stefan or something. Flint? So yeah, Flint. <laughs> that. Uh, I don't think it went oh, well fuck. for you. No, that was the time before. Wasn't it? Last time we just fucked around mostly and tried to figure out what we were even doing. And discussed where and precisely how large the sinkhole oh, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got yeah. That was you're right. There was a big discussion about how big, and then we yeah. I don't. There wasn't a whole lot that happened. And we decided we were going to investigate the Centralia Club. Yeah. Or something. We were going to sneak in. I feel like somebody had a way in. If I'm remembering correctly, I think Sophia got a way in or something. I don't remember now. Did I? Doesn't somebody take notes on this? We have a podcast that gets recorded every week. I have literally never listened to that. So, yeah, we did kind of just a bunch of individual scenes. Um, There was someone had learned that, I think uh, Sophia had gone to the tavern and learned that uh, there had been more disappearances in Crow's Foot. And that uh, people were blaming the crows for not uh, protecting them. And the red sashes were claiming that the crows were behind the missing people. Iskra, on her way to procure ingredients or something, had found out that Fitz's museum had gotten sacked. His um, eye was stolen. Yep, the uh, the eye. Not not Fitz's own personal eye, but it the was eye his that eye. Yara procured but, and, for him. Yeah, it was his. It was just one of the ones he kept in a jar instead of the one of the ones that he kept in his head. Cliff learned from Jaren that a coterie of the iron of the Emperor's breakers had arrived. That they had dispersed throughout the blue coats and were leading patrols through town. Uh, and that they were being led by an old man named Huard. Because of these extra patrols, y'all are currently at minus one starting position and plus one to heat. Virgil had gone to Satara, and she asked him if he still had his rock. She uh, she said that uh, there was someone trying to resurrect a dead god and that the rocks were pieces of a dead god. And we know that one of the eyes was purported to be the eye of a dead god. Yeah, uh, the eye of... Did y'all learn who that was supposed to be? You said it, but I don't remember what it was. It was like Zebulon or something. Zebulon. (laughs) I thought it was Lizard-leg. Was it Lizard-leg? No, I I don't remember a name being mentioned, but if you do... I I mean, I've got it written down. It's Kotar. I think I told y'all that. Not Knights of the Old Republic, unless you're spelling old with... It's Knights of the Ancient Republic. And that was the eye that was stolen from Fitz by the Blue Wizards. The Circle of Blue Flame. Sure. 
That's right. I believe uh, Sophia tried to foment unrest uh, over by the Glass Gardens when she went to check out the yeah, sinkhole. Yeah, it was mediumly successful without being very successful. Yeah. yeah. Their uh, unrest was both fomented and then dispersed. Uh, you were actually able to put your eye on a breaker and realize that they were that it looked like a knight, but either the knight was incredibly too thin or the armor itself was very, very thin because it was human shaped but did not look like a human could fit inside it so a specialized hull probably maybe uh, i'm pretty sure that where we left off is that y'all had decided to infiltrate the centralia club you spent some time trying to figure out a way in and uh we ended when y'all realized that y'all actually knew one of the members of the Centralia Club, that being Madame Tesselin. Right. The mistress in charge of the Red Lantern that y'all worked with before. So what's the plan, guys? Somebody had a way into this thing. We had made this decision. I mean, the way in was Madame Tesselin. I don't think we had any other way in. We we identified there's a little lapel pen they wear, but we don't have exactly... We don't have one of those yet. How did we find out Madame Tesselin? Just word of mouth? I think that was me that found that out. Yeah. Yeah, it was so. a consort. Yeah, the consort role. Okay. Yeah, with the with the six. So yeah, maybe we'll say like I was asking around, kind of got some leads, and the, the, yeah, it turns out one of my best friends uh, has an M. So best friend. Someone you pay for sex. I wouldn't say best friend. <laughs> I mean, well, let's let's talk to Madame Tesson directly then. Like, hey, if we wanna we wanna get into this. It's Claude. We hear it's exclusive. We're associates. What can you tell us about? Maybe joining this exclusive club. So where are you at when you're doing this? Uh, wherever it would be comfortable meeting her. In her office, maybe? Or yeah, maybe getting a works. drink? Right, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to know where you were approaching her at. So It would be definitely in sort of a social uh, way. I'm not just going to make an appointment at her office. You know, the brothel. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Pencil me in for uh, 1030. I'm definitely going to you know try to you know smooth things over. When asking, so I don't know. Offer to get her a drink after a uh, after a hard sh- after a uh, you know a hard shift well, at the mines. I, okay, um, a hard a shift hard of pimping her girls out. Yep. Okay. Um. So I think that she's more than willing to help you guys get in. So why don't we just go ahead and move on to the heist itself? Like she can help get you guys in. The engagement role is going to help figure out how well that is. So. Can I uh, clarify one thing? So we know that the Circle of the Blue Flame, they hang out at the Centralia Club. But there's also non-Blue Flame members that are there, which I assume this lady is one of. Yeah, as far as you can tell, the Centralia Club is the headquarters of the Circle of Blue Flame. Okay. Uh, Like, y'all saw people going in and out of it that had the, like, the little lapel pin was the mark that was on the robes of the Circle of Blue Flame. Okay. Yeah, you know that Madame Teslin is uh, has one of those pins. Because you but saw it, I guess. Yeah, uh, like she knows you guys. If you guys say that you don't want to get in there, she's happy to help you guys in. So let's... Uh, okay, we do that. Let's make that engagement roll. So um, I think that y'all had said that y'all wanted to do a social plan, yeah. right? Yes. Um, social plan. So the detail is the social connection, which is Madame Teslin. All right. What what's the purpose of this heist again? To get the eye back. We were just 
poking well we were just gonna poke around but i guess now it'd be nice to find the eye but that's not really very social anymore no that's theft um i mean we we mostly just want to know like what the hell their deal is and if we can we would like to pin some of our heat on them so that we don't have it anymore like when i look at these plans i'm thinking that probably the plan isn't necessarily like the end-all be-all like this is the entire point of why we're going here i think it's like the initial part of the heist itself because like what like if you're going to steal something what is that itself like there's not really a steal thing you know yeah. so i it's think how, like social like the plan is how you're trying to get your foot in the door how how things are going to be initially social definitely works for them i mean i think you're right with some social yeah, yeah. Social yeah. deception for sure, and social yeah. is probably the closest approach. Okay. Yeah. And uh, like my character, Virgil, like I know that these guys, the Circle of the Blue Flame, have something to do with Flint. If I need to get this rock back from Flint, then I probably want to need, I need to know something about where he is, you know, something as well. Yeah. What so don't want to draw too much attention. Okay. Who wants to pull up the engagement role on the crew sheet? And let's go through this. So. You're going to get one die for sheer luck. You get plus one die for every major advantage and minus one for every disadvantage. Right, I've oh, got it pulled up. We don't have any advantages. So is this operation particularly bold and daring? Take plus one D. Is it overly complex or contingent on many factors? Take minus one D. I don't think it's over complex, I and mean, we're just sort of like putting on nice-ish clothes and walking in with our borrowed pins or something, right? Yeah. I could say that I can make the case that it is bold and or daring because we are walking into the base of one of our uh, rival gangs, and if they recognize us, well, yep. we're right in the, the hive, so <laughs> it's not good for us. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Y'all are at minus two status with these people, so. Does the plan detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Take plus one D. Is the target strongest against this approach or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? Take minus one D. I don't think that this is a particular vulnerability since y'all are going through the most obvious way in. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? Take plus one D. So yeah, uh, Madam Teslin is getting you guys in. Mm -hmm. uh, are any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? Take minus one D. I would say yes, because like you said, you're walking into the lion's mouth. And I would, I would kind of get to walk it back for a second. I would argue this is definitely um, exposing a vulnerability. We are, we're finding information right in the heart of this and assuming that we don't get caught. I think we can find a lot more information than just where this stone is. So I would, I would argue that yes, we do get a dice from that as well. I think we're at two total, uh, not counting Tobias's suggestion that this is exposing a vulnerability. I think that, like, if this plan succeeds, like, the way you're thinking, Tobias, it's gonna expose a vulnerability. Like, there's, you know, stuff here that you could get, but, like, your point of attack is not itself against a vulnerability. Yeah. Okay. I also don't think enemies are interfering, because that's, they're not, unless they're, like, secretly aware of our plan. Them just existing doesn't mean they're interfering with our operation. Um, I feel well, like that, that one is more for, like, if someone is actively trying to stop us or mess with us in some way. Oh, uh, by the way, I completely forgot my ability. Weaving the web adds additional dice to the engagement roll. There you go. Very nice. 
You so gain plus one D to console, and you get information done, and you get an additional plus one D to the engagement roll for the operation. Because you're at a minus two with them is why it's giving you a minus one D. So minus two, hostile. The faction will look for opportunities to hurt you as long as it doesn't create serious problems for them. They expect you to do the same and take precautions against you. Uh, so right. because they're taking precautions against you, that's why it gives you a minus one. Okay. The things that give us positive are, Toby, what, what's yours? My ability from my class uh, playbook is plus one. Okay. Yep. And then it's bold and daring. That's right. And friend who's helping us. Yeah. That's three. Okay. And there was something at the beginning I thought. Uh, yeah, it's one die for sheer luck. For sheer luck. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's, you're, that's four minus minus one because our bad situation with them. Correct. And then minus one, I think, was because they were... Minus one because they're a higher tier target. Higher tier. Yeah. Okay, so that gives us two, right? Two. Yep, two dice total. Unless anyone has anything else to add to it, I think that's everything away from it. Okay. All right, so I'm going to roll engagement then. All right, that's a two All and right. a four. So a four, so mixed result, you're in a risky position when the action starts. That's about right. I know that I said that the cop robots are going to be minus one starting position, but I'm not going to do that. That seems... Cop robots? Yeah, it, it's just going to be plus one heat. Oh, did I say robots? I'm sorry. Well, now uh, we know breakers. they're robots. They're not robots. They're breakers. I said the wrong thing. Uh... <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys company uh, Lady Teslin to the Centralia Club, and you make it. So this is in Brightstone, in East Brightstone particularly. There's this on the map? Yeah, it's uh, it's on this map that I've got you guys on. Y'all probably took a gondola all the way from, uh, from Silkshore up to Brightstone and got off in the do- uh, at the docks, took your winding way south towards uh, the Centralia Club, passing by the sanctorium walking up goldcrest avenue and then down strangford's road till you made it out to this uh modest two-story two-story building uh that hosts the centralia club the bouncer that you had seen outside is still there uh but with a uh he like uh sees madame teslin there with you and she gestures at you and says, uh, they're with me this evening. What should the bouncer's name be, guys? Yorg. Yorg. Okay. Yeah, they're with me, Yorg. Let's, uh, and, uh, Yorg lets y'all in to the first floor of the Centralia Club. All right. Uh, the first floor of the Centralia Club here, like you had seen before, is kind of like a victorian era gentleman's club it's got this uh red velvety carpet wood paneled walls leather upholstered chairs that are probably very very old at this point but well maintained and oiled everything here just screams you know money you know um, as these sorts of places tend to do There are some more well-to-do people uh, standing about having different kinds of discussions. Oh, why don't we talk about y'all's starting load? Because... We never do that. uh, That's going to be kind of important here. Because if you remember, anything higher than a uh, light load means that it looks like you are, you know, loaded up for a job. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'll choose light load then. Same. Yep. And I'm obviously wearing a disguise. Yeah. Do you all, have you all dressed up for this occasion? Or is anyone, look, uh, you know, look like y'all been living the slum life like you have been? I mean. Excuse me, we just came off a high spending spree. We just won the lottery, yeah. I'm going to definitely get a nice suit. Yeah, I figured we needed to be dressed up, so. Is anyone not at the second tier of their stash yet? Or is everyone at least at second tier? I'm at second tier. I've cleared the first full bar. Yeah, I've cleared the first bar, and then I've I've got some in the second row. Okay, Uh, so if you've got two tiers in your stash, then that means that you're living a pretty decent lifestyle. So you probably have those clothes on hand. If you're not at two tiers in stash, just spend a coin, buy something that wasn't currently in your closet. I've got four coin on hand. Could I throw three of them in my stash to take me up to level two? Is that how that works? Uh, yeah, you can put coin in your stash uh, okay. to do that. I'll coin to your stash. I'll do that, so then that fills up my second tier. So I don't have to worry. I just have those clothes on hand. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, Sophia has fine clothes and jewelry as part of her slide ability. Uh, and those don't even count for load. So even though she's just at level one, she still looks like she fits in here. Anyone want to tell me what they're wearing? Clothes. Clothes. Okay. Nice. Fine clothes. Google.com. Figured I was wearing sort of a finery. uh, A nice clean duster. Maybe it's got some like silk thread. Um, weaved into it so it sort of shimmers but is otherwise kind of matte black right Tobias just search for a Victorian finery so you're wearing one of the tr- uh, these dresses Cliff those puffy dresses yeah Cliff is wearing a puffy dress hang on I mean you know this is kind of what you exactly what you expect uh, from a faux Victorian setting well it's it's this is Bloodborne <laughs> so we have to make it a little a little grungier right yeah, a little more bloodborne Please don't reference this good game as Bloodborne. <laughs> there's there's gotta be there's gotta be some cogs in your in your top hat. You gotta wear goggles. Very steampunk, yes. I, I don't think that's bloodborne Cool. Alright, so um now that y'all have made it into the uh Centralia Club, uh who wants to uh do what? <laughs> no, Sophia just wants to you know, chat with folks and see. Man, I know that we. I know there are levels for the Centralia Clubs. I'm curious, like, how many levels are we allowed access to? Yeah. So from the um, outside, you saw that there was uh, a upstairs. From what you had learned about this place, like the upstairs was for the like inner circle of members, and but you don't see a obvious way up there right now if that's what you're looking for yes i would like to look for that okay why don't you make a poke around check i will uh i will assist with that by the way (laughs) sure okay the fiction justification will be i'm kind of distracting by talking to people around that location okay this was risky standard so that was a Four for study. All right, so a four means that four is not not great though. Yeah, 
You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. I think what winds up happening is that you're walking around. Cliff has got a couple of the uh, older gentlemen in a chat about, you know, bylaws and uh, how they affect the Leviathan hunting market and different things like that. And you think that he's watching your back, but you don't hear the discussion it. is just so riveting they have good points yeah. it turns out so you didn't hear the person who walks up behind you until they clear their throat and it's this gentleman right here uh and he says <clears throat> can i help you ma'am yeah uh, yes no i per- pervert just uh, I, I believe you can i'm just looking for uh you know the quickest way up here mm, well i don't believe that I know you. Well, we should remedy that. And I introduce myself as... Madame Tustin. <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> Madame Tustin. Uh, there is a Blaze random name generator. I just wanted to find it. Dahlia Lamond. Dahlia Lamond? Ah, well... I just say Dahlia. Uh, I guess it'd be more formal. I'd give the full name, yes. Ah, uh, uh, well. I am Harvell Brogan, proprietor of the Centralia Club. Welcome. You need no introduction. He doesn't, like, do the polite thing and, like, try to, like, take your hand and kiss it or whatever they do here when people are making introductions. He's just kind of, like, staring at you with these cold silver eyes in a very calculating fashion. Uh, And he says, if you wish, I can lead you around and introduce you to some people. Please. By the by, and he'll, like, take you by the arm at this point and start leading you around the room. And he says, how did you enter? Who brought you here? Uh, True lady never kisses and tells. Mm. Well, you see, this is a uh, particular kind of establishment. And if uh, if you weren't invited here, I'm, I do have to say I'm going to have to ask you to leave. What did uh, what did our contact tell us in terms of, what did, what's her name tell us in terms of using her pins to get in the door? Well, she didn't, like, give you a pin. Like, she is wearing her pin, and she entered, and... Yeah, she just said there with she's with us, right? Yeah, like, Yorg is the one that let y'all in, but she's here in the room, too. But yeah, so, I mean, so I'll just, you know, I'll say, well, you know, I mean, we were brought in, you know, with, with a member. I thought that, you know, uh, I thought that was all fine and above board. Ah, uh, yes, and, uh, which member was that? <laughs> Sorry, so did Teslin tell us anything about, like, not outing her or anything? Or she'd, like, you know, I'll let you in, but you gotta pretend you don't know me? Or none of that was done? I mean, she would have known that there would have been questions about you guys being in there. She probably wouldn't have said anything like that, no. Alright, well, if she didn't give us any instructions, then I'll say, oh, it was, you know, the fine, you know, Madam Teslin. Just, we're her, I'm her guest this evening. Ah, Indeed. And he'll, like, scan the room, and he sees Madame Teslin, and... Yeah, they, like, lock eyes, and she gives him a brief nod, and he gives her a brief nod. And he says, ah, well, it does seem like it's above board. All right. Well, excuse my paranoia, but things, uh... You can never be too careful in this town these days. I would expect nothing less, especially with those breakers poking around, poking the nose into every witch thing. Mm. Yes, they've been a thorn in everyone's side lately, it seems. 
so what? Uh, so he'll take you around the room and he'll introduce you to several like notable businessmen, like not notable enough to like talk about here, but like their names that you've heard uh, about town and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you notice that like as the night goes on, like he's not like he's hanging out with you. He's not really like letting you disengage from him. I mean, does he like what he sees? I mean, oh. does he want to does he want to break off a piece, or are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that would be. I mean, I think that you know enough about people to recognize that he thinks that you're up to something, uh, and is uh, yeah. Like that, and what if yeah? That's the complication if, that occurred. I don't know, what if I want him to think that I'm up to? Trying to snap off a piece of Harville Brogan All right. know, for the evening. So what if I want to see if he... I'll get a little flirty and see uh, see how it throws him. Okay. Well, I mean, that sounds like... It's a sway. Yeah. S- seduction. Yeah. So you're still at a uh, in a risky position right now, so... I'm still disguised, so... A five, two, one, three. So a five, that's a... Uh, that's still a mixed success, right? I think um, so. Uh, yeah, so you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. Uh, so he gives you another one of his wry smiles, and he says, uh, perhaps some, well, no, it says you do it. Uh, what do you think should happen here? Uh, I mean, I think I think he's into it, but it, uh, it, I end up in a place that's a lot harder for me to get out of. Okay. So yeah, he, uh, he gives you, like, this wry smile and says, hmm. Indeed. Well, come this way. And he takes you to, like, one of the wood panels and presses on it, and it swings open, and he leads you inside. And, uh, yeah, there's a uh, bedchamber in there. When the wood panel yes. closes, there is no obvious exit. Oh, I mean, boy. he's in there with you, but... Yeah. That's fun. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take this guy to pound town while the rest of the team does some, uh, does some work. All right. So, uh, what has everyone else been doing this whole time? Uh, I know that Cliff's been, uh, chatting it up with some of the other lawyers in this area. Is there something you're trying to gain from that, other than just distract, once you see Sophia's made a contact? I think what happens, to sort of justify it, is I honestly get really engrossed in the conversation. And, uh, you know, I'm still not entirely sure what we're doing here so i think <laughs> i've kind of come to a point where i honestly kind of want to make contact with somebody for real not just a distraction okay so like i want to actually maybe get somebody on my contact list see if there's anybody that uh, i can make friends with for real so try to uh try to reach out to someone impress them with your knowledge well, that'd probably be a concert role, right? Or sway, or maybe you're surveying the room to figure out who might need you the most. Mm, we're not, it's not a desperate action, necessarily. Yeah, I'm just good at consorting, so that's pretty much what's going on here, is I'm just chatting the room up uh, itself. Yes, I'm, of course, he's talking to a lot of people about a lot of different things, sort of coming and going, you know, kind of mentally deciding who's worth talking to and who's not. Yeah, who seems to be someone that was sort of jive with my uh, my worldview and who wouldn't. So uh, I'll find maybe someone that's sort of closer to my age, maybe on the younger side. I'm sure this room is full of old, old men. So I'll look for somebody in particular and just talk it up. You know, I don't want to really give away that I'm with Moxie. 
And I don't necessarily want to say that I am absolutely a blue, blue, blue wizard. But we'll talk, uh, you know, philosophies and whatnot and see if I can't get an idea of what these guys are about. We'll say it's controlled roll, standard effect. Uh, it's still a risky roll. Still risky? Yeah. A five. I had a rolled five. a four and a five. All right. So you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. So I think what happens here is that uh, from across the room, you spy a uh, younger woman uh, leaning near one of the doors, kind of by her lonesome. She looks very moneyed. She's dressed kind of like what you see here with this black bicorn cap cocked on her head, a blue overcoat with gold trim over this lacy dress. I think that you recognize her as Lady Penderin. Recognize her, okay. Yeah, so uh, I, I get the old man, and he gets the young woman. I see how it is. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, he was on the lookout for someone doing something suspicious here. So, but uh, like as you approach this woman, she smiles kind of coyly at you. What do you think the complication here is? Well, I want to start talking her up about things. You know, I said it's definitely full of older, like older men. Uh, yeah, like uh, there's a lot of older men here, but uh, she's by by no means the only woman here. Okay, uh, but well, she is one of the youngest people for sure. Right. Well, both female and also young. You know, it definitely seems she stands out in that regard, and thus probably hasn't made. Well, I would assume maybe doesn't really jive as much as with the rest of the crew assuming anyway that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be my approach is i was gonna say something about millennials but i don't think millennial is a term here i guess i'll just say oh, it's i'm gonna be honest uh it's, it's been really refreshing to see somebody who's not you know pushing pushing 50 here cliff claw by the way as i extend my hand ah cliff my name is lady penderin and she extends her hand to you as well first name lady Last name Pender. Yep. Uh, are you asking her what her first name is? I figured she would introduce herself by her actual name, but I guess not. You know, she smiles at you and she says, Ah, I don't think I've recognized you here before. Uh, are you a new member? And she starts, like, looking at your collar for the lapel pin. Conspicuously notice her looking, sort of look down at, oh, yes, yes, well, we're working on it, working on it. I'm a um, business associate of uh, Madame Tesla, and I'll sort of look in her direction. You're in her business, are you? Oh, my. Not, not as such. <laughs> well, not in the business. Like to be in her uh, business. Associated with, uh, associated with. We have some um, some common friends. Maybe we become, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, I was going to say, I was gonna say affiliated, but I think that sort of gives it away. Yeah, we were, we're business associates. Ah, uh, I see. So, interesting. You see her kind of, like, looking you up and down, kind of not really, like, scrutinizing you, not really, like... I, she's, like, trying to get your measure, you feel like. And, like, uh, what are you talking to her about? Like, she seems open to conversation. I recognized her before I approached her, correct? Yes. Lady Penderin is the young wife to the head of the blue coats <laughs> now you tell Dude, me this get it get it <laughs> now you tell me this Have oh fun. i'm in talking uh, with the phone 
get some. Did the did the blue overcoat not give it away? I stepped in the bramble patch and not. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, I'm gonna get my ass beat you know, after this. For all we know, the blue coats live and let live or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm not really a fan of uh, chief of police knowing that I'm consorting with his wife at I this mean, party. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, I we mean, don't see him here. What? I mean, you haven't seen him here, so. Told you okay. she was a viper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the idea of I, I'm approaching her. Like, okay, let's let's make a contact. And slowly, like the realization dawns on me that oh shit, <laughs> she's she's a cop's wife. Oh fuck, what have I done? Now this could either be very very good or very very bad. Yeah. This is, uh, well, well, knowing that. You know the uh, the whole landslide whole thing. That's 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 pretty current events. So let's just let's talk about that. You know, it's not too looks like it's not too far from here that uh, the hole is opened up and the what were the gardens, right? Yeah, I mean it's in the same district. It's on the opposite side of the district. Uh, it's probably like a good half mile away. But I mean, she starts talking about how you know that was kind of a frightening experience that sinkhole could have opened up anywhere and that's actually you know one of the reasons why she came to the club is to try to look more into the sinkhole itself well you have to excuse me i'm I'm new to to this i'm just you know how is there are there geologists here as part of the organization or everyone's a part of this organization there's all sorts of knowledge here I think that this is where we get to the complication part of it, is that she pulls you into uh, the conversation in such a way that she says, if if you'd like, I can uh, take you to the library. Uh, because it's the complication, I feel like I can't resist, so I'm about to, I'm about to get bit by that viper type that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> So I, I think she's going to lead you to another secret panel and this opens up to a uh, opens up to a stairway that goes upstairs. But again, just like your friend Sophia, you've now been separated from everyone else. And that's the complication. Uh, so what has Virgil and Iskra been up to this whole time? Iskra has been sort of quietly lurking. Uh, and then started edging her way towards what she's pretty sure is the kitchen. I don't want to talk to these rich fucks. They're not going to tell me anything unless, like, they do it by accident. I'm going to go talk to the waitstaff and hear all of the gossip. So the thing about this room that you're in is that there's not an obvious exit to it other than the one that y'all enter the room from. Well, like, okay, there are but, wait staff. Yeah, but they're rich but, people. They're going to be asking for stuff. They're going to be snapping oh, yeah. their fingers at people. I'm going to see somebody coming and going through some kind of aperture. I'm going to keep my eye on the one that the wait staff seems to be coming and going through the most often and try to sneak through it. Okay. I don't think you're going to have any problem spotting that because, like, all you have to do is just kind of follow the waitstaff around a little bit. Um, so why don't you make a roll to see if you're able to get through it without being noticed? I don't want to do that, though. I'm bad at rolling. Um, let's see. Could this be finesse? No. Could this be 
It, it could be finesse if you tell me how it's finesse. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to employ subtle sleight of hand. Uh, as one of them goes through the door, I'm going to just very unobtrusively stick my toe in so that it doesn't close all the way. And then when I'm pretty sure I'm not being watched, I'm going to open it and go through. Okay. So what's more important to you? The not being seen when you go through or the surreptitiously keeping the door open? I mean, if I don't keep the door open, I'm not going to be able to go through it. You know what? Just go ahead and do your finesse roll and we'll go with it. All right. What position am I in? Uh, you're still in... Everyone's still in risky. Risky. Effect. Uh, standard effect. Submit. Do I get any bonus dice? Probably not. Uh, do you have anything that gives you a bonus? I'm wearing a moist cowlette. Does that help? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing, isn't it? I forgot <laughs> you're wearing that. Uh, that's a five and a four. Five, so you do it, but a complication occurs. Alright. Uh, I think a really obvious complication would be somebody's like, what are you doing? Somebody sees me and questions me. Okay, yeah. Um, so who do you think that is? A member of the wait staff as you come through? I feel like either it would be somebody who was standing near it on the Centralia Club side who noticed it, or one of the wait staff was coming through. Uh, at precisely the wrong time. So either of those. Yeah. yeah, so I think, like, what happens is that the, um, the, uh, panel door, like, swings open. This one is, like, center-hinged. You know, it, like, opens up on both sides whenever it pushes open. And, like, as you're trying to sneak through it, you, like, are looking behind you to see if anyone's watching you. And that's when you, like, collide with one of the wait staff, and there's a small tinkle of glass as... She drops her uh, her tray of bubbly and looks uh, looks up at you and gets a good long look at your whole deal. <laughs> yeah, your whole deal, your your all together, uh, your babit face as the panel door closes. Like, cause I, you're on the other side of it, but yep. oh, I dare say, goodness gracious, are you all right? What? What are you doing? Oh my goodness, this glass has broken. Let me go fetch somebody to help you with that broken glass. I bet you're going to need to go get another drink for them, whoever it was that ordered that, right? Let me help you out there. And I just sort of start walking briskly down the hall. All right. So you're trying to confuse this person, it sounds like. <laughs> sounds like a sway roll to me. Why does it sound like a sway roll? I have nothing in sway. I mean, it's definitely sway. I have no anything in sway. And that's two dice, take the worst, or you can push yourself yeah. for two stress. Um, I get the feeling I'm going to be stressed anyway, so... That's a three and a one. That's a failure. That's an absolute nope. So things go badly. You suffer harm. A complication <laughs> occurs. You end up in a desperate position. You lose this opportunity. Can I come in and, uh, and help? Uh, so what were you thinking? I don't know, but... <laughs> Maybe you, know. you, you come in after me and distract them, and I run. Yeah, like I, I open the door and I inadvertently knock this lady out or something. <laughs> I mean, maybe not that, but... Uh, I, I think that if we thought about that before we rolled the dice, we could go with that. Uh, now, Tabitha, don't forget that you do have a point of moxie you can spend if you I don't mean, want it to be an outright failure. It's not going to be that big of a deal, like... Worst case scenario, I have to go figure out something else, I think. 
I'm gonna take some harm. I step on a piece of glass. Yeah, that, as I'm distracted and talking too. to this person, not paying attention to what my feet are doing. A uh, piece yeah. of glass just happens to be sitting at just the right angle. I'm not wearing my heavy-duty boots because they would not fit in here. I'm wearing soft, stupid little rich people shoes, or my best, you know, approximation of those. And it just punches right through up into my foot. Uh, yeah, I think that's what happens. Um, so go ahead and take the level one harm, defooted. Defooted? Or... No, my foot is gone. Uh, <laughs> no, foot penetration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're penetrated. I don't like that uh, at all. <laughs> uh, so your foot has been penetrated, uh, and I think that, you know, like, you cry out a little bit, and before you can do anything about it, like, some of the wait staff come over, and they help you to your feet, and they carry you back out. Did I fall? Like, what? No, don't carry me out. No. No, they're no, gonna carry no. you out to oh, one of the sofas, and, you know, they're gonna... Get the glass out and bandage your foot up. Apologize profusely, but you know, tisk and say, you know, that's an employees-only area, miss. Don't don't go back that way. And well, pissed hearts. So I got hurt and I lost the opportunity. Virgil, what have you been doing? Well, you know, I'm I'm boring. So does anyone want to make a guess as to what I do? Shoot lightning and kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Find no, a weird no. ghost too. No, the, the, the second thing I do most often. Um, Calling a ghost? So here's the thing. I want to look into the ghost field. Yeah. You know, just to see what I can see. Yeah. But normally I put on my ghost, my, my fine spirit mask for that. Yeah. Um, which may draw attention. Now, is this some is this a masquerade ball of some sort? No, it's not a masquerade ball. But, but Iskra is wearing a plague doctor mask. Iskra is yeah. always wearing a plague doctor mask. That's just her thing. It's just her face okay. now. Yeah, that's so, that's a thing that people from Severus do. Apparently. Ideally, I'd find like a restroom or some closet or cabinet that I could be out of prying eyes for a minute or two while I look around in the Well, that's field. apparently completely impossible here. It's just one long hall. Yep. I grab a waiter and say, is there a, is there a restroom I can no. use? Peeing is for poor people. Uh, they take you over to like... A stuffed jackalope head and twist <laughs> the antler and a door slides open uh, so that you can walk into it. And yeah, there's a little privy in there. So I wait for, um, you know, the waiter to, to leave. And then I uh, pull out my, my fine spirit mask and put that on uh, after I check to make sure there's there's no one else around. I assume it's a small room. And I look around to see what I can see. In the ghost field, uh, you see the uh, spiritual energies of uh, everyone that's there in the uh, in the room. You can definitely see this vigorous spiritual energies of Sophia and Brogan separated from everyone else. Uh, you see someone mm -hmm. that you recognize as Cliff in a conversation uh, with someone else. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they've they've gone upstairs yet, but. You do see some very strong readings coming from upstairs, though. So, like, it feels like there's strong spiritual energies coming from part of the second floor, and then there's even stronger energies on the third floor, mm -hmm. which is odd because this was a two-story building. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's... So two-story building, strong energy on the second floor, stronger on the third, but I didn't remember a third story. 
Okay. Well, uh, I suppose I, I can't probably can't do anything else in this room, so I put my fine spirit mask away and then walk back out. But no one else is in Ew, the room. You didn't anymore, wash your right? hands. Everybody else is... <laughs> I didn't do you anything. Were in there. So I'm guessing by this point I see uh, Iskra laying on the sofa. I'm not laying. Right? I'm reclining. Yeah. You see, you're you're firing blood out of your foot <laughs> at passersby. Uh, yeah, you see Iskra lounging on the uh, on one of the sofas with several of the servants, you know, attending to her foot. She looks very uncomfortable and keeps telling them to go away, and they keep refusing to do so uh, because they don't want blood on their nice velvety floor. It would improve the floor. Let's be honest. Uh, they they would have to scrub and scrub and scrub to get it out of there. Did that make you roll for that attune check? I didn't. No, no, you uh, didn't. Why don't, I can roll yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead and roll it, and I'll give you s- some more information. If Risky. Yeah, risky standard. Yeah. 312. Well, do you want to spend the point of Maxi on that? Maxi. No. No? Maxi. Okay. I mean, it's not going to change anything, right? I just learned what I heard there. Yeah, but it's definitely going to cause a uh, complication for sure. A complication. Yeah. Jeremy loves complications. Why would he let us just do anything? Point of the game. Then I... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not... It's fine. Sock it to me. Okay, cool. I'm just going to... You know what? I haven't made a clock in a while. Let's make a clock. Oh, god damn it. So I, I walk over to Eskra and say, what happened to you? I failed. I mean, it looks like you got glass in your yeah. foot. Here, let me, let, you no. want me to help with that? leave it where it is. I like it there. <laughs> you, okay. <laughs> okay, do you want, you want me to get you a snack or yes. something? Okay, I go get, uh, I go get Eskra a snack. <laughs> I call back, they've got fish balls here or mushroom stew. What they you want? stew at a club? <laughs> what? What, is, is stew not cool enough for you? Not Do they have hip? anything crunchy? Croutons? They just have a bowl of croutons? Wanna... No, There's for the no... stew. What? I mean, what are you asking me? <laughs> they got... Do you want me to give you a bowl of croutons? You want something crunchy? Do you put croutons I, in stew, John? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, let, let's go to Sophia. So, Sophia, you've been having... A grand time, I assume. Is he gonna have to roll for this? No. Before we finish, I would like to utilize my trance powder. Yeah. You're gonna trance him. <laughs> yeah. All right. I I mean, I guess go ahead. You got it. Use it. How are you gonna go about using it? I mean, just once once I am satisfied, <laughs> you know, I will uh, you know take take a dominant position mm-hmm. and uh, just give him give him a handful. Just rub it right. right up in his nostrils. But here's where my brain was going, right? People absorb things a lot faster <laughs> through their anus. <laughs> so I was wondering. <laughs> All right, so you're going to try to finesse it in there? Um, yeah, I think so, because no, then he won't No, no. he's going to wreck it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do finesse, though. Uh, risky standard? It's got to yeah. be risky great. It's gotta be risky great. Yeah, yeah I'll make we... it risky great. And I will, uh, I'll push myself. <laughs> a All critical right. success! Is six, a five, critical six, success. baby! <laughs> because you pushed yourself, you critically succeeded. Hell yeah! Alright, so I think that, like, there at the very end, it takes effect. The victim of the powder is not fully unconscious, but rather retreats into a calm, suggestible mental state, similar to hypnotism. So... Yeah. 
when he falls back into bed in this like suggestible state, I'm basically going to be like, obviously, I'm a pretty impressive person, and you want to offer me a, you know, you want to you know, give me one of those pins and bring me into the organization. Um, don't forget, whenever you critically succeed, you, I think you clear a point of stress, don't you? And I think I said that if you've used your point of moxie, you get it back, too. I don't know if you've used it or not yet. Nope. So you're trying to get this guy to let you into the circle of blue flame? Yeah, basically, I mean, I'm I'm a badass, and, and you know, that sex was obviously so good, and I'm such a powerful, you know, manipulator. And, yeah. You know, person that he wants in the org that he's going to just, you know, get me in right away. Well, <laughs> I, uh... I will definitely be your patron and bring you in. <laughs> that sounds really skeevy. I will summon the seven immediately and we'll get you on boarded. Hell yeah. Whoa. All right. Uh, um, speaking of getting on the board. <laughs> so yeah, after a few um, minutes of, you know, pillow talk and recuperating and redressing, um, after the trance powder wears off, he's still none the wiser, and Harvell leads you out of the room and uh, takes you to the same paneled doors that uh, Cliff and Lady Pendern had uh, ascended earlier. Which I think we should go to them at this point, because y'all have been up here a little bit. Uh, yep. So... Uh, Cliff, Lady Penderin, she takes you up this flight of stairs that, like, it, it's a little strange. Like, it's it only seems to go up, like, half a story, but then it opens up into this wide library that you see before you here. It's very well lit. There are these glass panes with uh, glowing light coming out from them down these different annexes of this library. It's got a vaulted ceiling with different frescoes painting up, painted up there. Not only are there the books in this library, but there are statues about the way. Uh, there, there's even globes of the world that you can see. Uh, there's plush reading chairs about the uh, library, but you don't really see anyone here other than yourselves. As you're walking down, if you're paying attention to the books at all, like, I don't think Cliff's been in a, a room with this many books before. I mean, maybe back in law school, but this is still going to be very impressive, even compared to that. Yeah. Uh, you also notice that this room is definitely bigger than the smoking chamber was downstairs. Yeah, there's something going on with this this building, for sure. Oh wow! I'm, I mean, I'm I'm obviously taken aback by just the grandeur of this place, as I'm sure Lady Pinder can see this sort of gobsmacked look on my face. Oh wow! I want to live there. Wow! I'm just gonna I'm just kind of gonna be amazed. I guess I'll walk up to one of the bookshelves and kind of my uh, surprise and just kind of run a hand over some of the volumes, take a glance at some of the uh, the titles on the binding and see, uh, what do I see? Does there appear to be a particular theme? Or is, or what? Um. We'll see, I'll go over to the left next to this, this statue. Hopefully not a living statue of a man uh, <laughs> standing there. Well, not living anymore. 
<laughs> so, like, when you walk up, this uh, section seems to be botany. Like, there's different books on different kinds of plants. Mm. And as you pull one down, you see that there are plants described in here that you've never heard about. Like, you get the feeling like you're holding a book from before the cataclysm. Oh, wow. The, book, the fact the book itself would be intact is pretty wild. Um, it does not look that old, though. Because the cataclysm was, like, thousands of years ago. And this does not, l like, it, it doesn't look like a new book, but... Realizing this fact, I'm going to take a look at, like, the title page or the boilerplate or, or, or what have you that would give me an idea of when it was written or who it was written by. There's not really something like that. Uh, like, the title of it is, like, The Flora of the Lantern Mountains. And the inside of it, the pages have drawings of uh, different trees and flowers, uh, shrubs, bushes, herbs, stuff that you don't recognize. Um, uh, but it's all like hand-drawn diagrams with notes written on there in a language you probably can't read. Oh, so I, I can't know, even read you, the book. Is Cliff familiar with pre-cataclysm languages? Uh, probably not. I mean, I assume as part of the education, there's a, like a sort of like a basic, almost like something you think of like classic, you know, the classics here. Like, he may have studied Latin way back in the day, but it's only very, very basic. Yeah. If it's this is kind of the equivalent of this, maybe I can sort of infer some meaning, but not enough to really read it. So I think that, you know, like, there's not Latin per se in this world, but I think that, like, you're able to catch uh, some phrases here and there that seem to be written in, like, that academic language where it's like it's the names of these different uh plants that you're looking at mm. uh lady penderin walks up uh beside you and says it's it's just marvelous isn't it there's all kinds of knowledge here yes absolutely fascinating what is this from how did they get this well you know they haven't told me that yet but to me it, it doesn't matter so much uh how they got this as to what's inside it you know, they say that knowledge is the real, the real power that makes the world go around. Uh, so is there something in particular you want to do up here in the library, or do you just want to... Uh, she brought me up here. Yeah, she brought you up here, but you're here now, so... Okay, well, um, at this point, you know, it's apparent that she doesn't really know much. It's very mysterious uh, how all this works, so I'm going to just I'll replace the book. Steal a book. And just kind of look around. I want to take a stroll around the entire place. Uh, my intent is... Steal a book. You know, I'm... I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Iskra. No, they're going to find us. It's a, <laughs> they probably have tracking magic, so no. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I kind of want to skim the rest of the books, but mainly it's just walking around getting a lay of the land. Uh, looking for exits and the entrances. Uh, I want to look at windows. Uh, and in fact, I assume there are some windows being a library. I want to take a look out and see an idea of what direction they face. Maybe what street facing. Uh, looking at the map, it looks like the south edge is facing the canal and uh, charter hall. And the north is facing further into Brightstone. 
so as you're walking down one of these alcoves to take a look out the window, I mentioned it before, but like there's like a bright light coming out of these panes of glass. I think as you approach that bright light, that's when we're gonna switch back to Virgil and Iskra. Thank you all for listening to Moxie. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to hear more from Jeremy, you can check out his Amazon page. If you'd like to see some of the cute squids and other sea creatures and penguins and whatnot that Tabitha makes, you can visit her on Etsy at Quiet Nova Studios. Alright, so that is it for now. So thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. I think that y'all probably see Sophia emerging from the bedchamber nearby uh, with her new bow in tow. Yeah, I assume we've gotten Iskra's uh, bleeding foot under control. Yeah, I mean, she's still, you know, it still hurts and she'll still be limping a little bit, but it's not gonna, uh, you know, soak through her shoes or anything. Yeah, yeah, so maybe we uh, get Sophia's attention so we can all have a nice chat. Sophia ignores you. She's on a mission. <laughs> Sophia ignores us? Perfect, okay. Like And like, she pointedly ignores you. Like, she sees you and, turn, and turns away, so you get the Rude. Sure, sure. I mean, we, we're we all professionals. I assume, you know, it's all for the best. Can you guys clarify? So, um, Cliff Claw is upstairs on the second floor now. Is That's that correct. Right. He's, how did he get up there again? Uh, Lady Penderin escorted him up there. Um, gotcha. She kind of like charmed him up there. And before he knew it, he was separated from the rest of you guys. Though I know sort of where this energy is coming from, I, you've said a few times that like it's there's not obvious doors or anything. So I know now how to get to the privy. Right. Yeah, both you and Iskra have realized that there's, you know, secret doors all over this place. Right. So if we wanted to investigate through like going somewhere, like we could try one of these doors that maybe we've seen someone going in out of. But it didn't work out too great the last time Iskra went through one of them. Do we see any, like, people that look like they're important, like, to this organization around in particular? Or, like, that maybe that might be going upstairs? We might think that they're going I somewhere? mean, you see... Or do we overhear... You see Harvale over there. You see, see Harvale over there with uh, Sophia. He's under control currently. Um, I'm sort of thinking if I hear someone say like, hey, I'm going to go check out like the cool stuff upstairs. Like if I could put a tracking device on him, you know, the one, the ones that crafted yeah. last time. I mean, that's that's a bit of a, a couple of steps, you know, um, to get to there. I just don't have a lot of great ideas about stuff to do that's not like cause a scene, you know. You could try to do something like that. Yeah, that'd be kind of lucky being able to overhear something like that. Iskra, do you have any ideas on things that y'all might be able to do here? Nope. That you want to try since it sounds like Virgil's reaching? I mean, not really. So Cliff and um, Pendergast or whatever her name was, they're back. they're back in this room, right? No, they're up in the library. Okay. Did I Sophia see... and Harvale are here in the okay. room. Did I see what, what area of the wall... Cliff and Pendrin went through? I'd say that you know the general 
place that they were at, but then when with the commotion of when you got hurt, you probably didn't see them go through it, but you know, like, the general area where they were at. Well, that's not really gonna help me, though. I don't know. And you could go over there and try to find that door, if that's what yeah, you're looking for. Mm, no, not with you as the DM. I mean, we could I do could it together. I try to talk to somebody, I guess. I don't... I'm really very specifically bad at this kind of thing. I've got nothing in sway. I can't command. I've got one in consort, but yeah. I can talk to some ghosts, but yeah, I'm bad at talking to people too. Uh, I'm going to pickpocket somebody. I'm going to pick a very important looking person and I'm going to okay. see what's in their pocket. Why not? All right. Sure. So there's two different people that you can try to do. And you can pick which one. There's this person, and there's this person. They both look so happy with their lives. Right? Like all of these miserable fucking rich people with all of the power. Uh, I'm going to go up to Lord Mora. I'm not going to try to, like, engage with him. Uh, I'm going to say that he's getting a drink from a waiter. I'm like, oh, that looks great. Have you tried this particular drink before? And just get him to... Just distract him a smidge while I steal something. That's a three and a four. I'm going to throw a point of moxie in there. All right. That will bump that four up to a full success. So, uh, yeah. So Lord Moray here, uh, you know, he's got this uh, black hat on. I don't know what style that is. It kind of looks like a tricorn, maybe. It's not. But uh, And he's got this thick, velvety robe on with, you know, kind of a middle-aged, austere gentleman. Uh, and, you know, as you're distracting him, you reach in and you pull something out while he's distracted. And, you know, he kind of looks at you and then he turns back and mumbles something to everyone that was near him. Uh, but you don't think he recognized that you had done something. And I'm going to say that you got his... Uh, there's a ring that you pulled out that has the uh, symbol of the Circle of Blue Flame on it. Okay. And when you slip it on, certain panels seem to uh, be glowing for you. Oh, that's fun. So, uh, Sophia, your, uh, your escort, Harvel Brogan, actually takes you to both Lord Mora and Lady Drake here and confers with them quietly, and he says, we, we need to convene the Seven. There's a new initiate for our order. And, uh, they both, you know, nod and say, hmm, yes, we'll be along shortly. And... Then he's going to lead you towards a panel. Uh, like, you're still cool with everything, right? You're not wanting to change yeah, no, anything? Yeah, this, this is... Everything is going to plan. Good. Uh, he takes you to one of the panels and uh, starts leading you up a short staircase. And I assume I can yeah. see that. Yeah, you can see that. And, Iskra, you can see it as well when it happens. And, you know, you see that... Harvell touches one of the panels that's glowing for you, and it opens up uh, the secret door, and he goes through it, and it closes. Okay. So let's let's follow them. I say to Iskra. Yeah. It's, is there a question? Shouldn't we follow them? I mean, not on my part. Y'all can follow him if you want to. Yeah, I'm just asking. Okay, so that hat specifically would have been worn by. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? No, I'm just you know. I'm just asking questions to you. And, uh, <laughs> and I was researching hats. What? The... what? Uh, 
So what's the name of this yeah. hat? This is a very important question. <laughs> this hat would have been worn by a very high up in the ranks merchant or a lower nobleman. Is there a name for the hat? There is not a name for this hat. Okay. I'll put that in There's his notes. Lord probably Mora. a name for this hat, but I can't find it in no a 15 minute Google search. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it looks looks Dutch. I'm guessing this is a Dutch painting. But anyways, okay. not the point. So do you yes. want to follow, I'm gonna follow, him. follow him? Let's do it. We All follow right. him. Uh, so Cliff, back up in the library, you approach the uh, pane of glass with the bright light shining through it, and uh, you're able to look outside of it, and you see a very strange sight. You see it like a mountain range with clouds below it you're looking down on this as if you're high up and there is a bright light in the sky shining down on it illuminating a blue sky the star in the sky is close to the horizon putting off tones of orange and yellow uh, that's reflecting in a very awe-inspiring way on the tops of the clouds below wow that's uh that's a weird optical illusion they've got here i wonder how they did this i say that out loud as i look back at uh <laughs> Lady Penderham. Uh Yeah, she walks up and she says, it's it's beautiful, isn't it? The circle really knows their magic, that's for certain. To show us what the world might have looked like before the cataclysm. There ain't no magic. What? Wait, what? Remember Jeremy asked us last time if there was really magic? I thought we agreed there was. <laughs> I'm just gonna look at it. I want to try to find, like, how it works. I'm looking sort of at the edge of the window, like, trying to see where the projector starts, basically. Where the um, you know the photo frame is, yeah. man, it's just so lifelike. That's that's crazy. A lot of a lot of wonderment here in the Centralia Club. Are you uh, touching the window at all? I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> I feel like that would be that would probably be Not rude. If you ask it like that. <laughs> that would be that would be rude and uh, below my station. Love the window. Okay. Take the window into your heart. It looks like it's a window inset into the wall itself like there's a small little ledge there's a latch where it looks like you might be able to swing the window open if it was your desire you know i probably have never had a breath of fresh air my <laughs> character's entire life so i'm gonna I'll, I'll slowly make a motion like i'm gonna open the latch and sort of look at her like i wonder what the uh you know i wonder what fresh air smells like i'll just put it bluntly you know <laughs> this mountain breeze and you know, I don't want to, like, violently open it, but in full view of her, I do want to open the window. All right. Yeah, she looks like she's holding her breath in anticipation as well. As you uh, unhinge the latch and it swings outward and you feel this cold air rush into the stale, uh, musty smell of the library. It smells clean. It smells crisp. It probably smells weird to you. Yeah, like this is something clean. you've never smelled before. Like it, it's very strange. Cold mountain air stinks. Where's my smog? <laughs> it stinks of clean. Yeah. I can smell each tree. This is horrifying. Well, we're just gonna sit there and enjoy it. Uh, she and I for a second. And then you discover allergies. <laughs> <laughs> this, this pollen shoots up your it's, nose, it's and the we start pine trees. Dying. I want to look sort of look down, like how how far down does it go on the window? So, like, if you like lean 
outwards like you see that you're in like some sort of white stone building the walls curve to either side in a strange way the curvature doesn't match the library that's on the inside but like these this white stone wall goes down to uh, a rocky mountainside that slopes away like you're in some sort of tower or something like that. So back with uh, Sophia and uh, Harvale. Uh, so you're taken up to... Uh, this is apparently not the same stairway that Cliff went up. Because you are not taken to the library. Instead, you are taken to a uh, blue chamber. It's probably bigger than it looks like in this picture. Uh, it's round. It's probably about 25 to 30 yards across. The walls themselves seem to glow with this blue light. A chandelier hangs from the ceiling, and there is a uh, small altar there in the middle that is carved in the shape of the uh, eye with the flame in it. Jeremy, you missed the one time you could have made this the room with the orb from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> what? You know the orb that Trump Trump touched, touched? the orb. This this room yeah, from the uh, counterterrorism. Yeah, the Saudi Arabian like counterterrorism right? organization has this like weird orb, and they all touched it like really creepily once. It's like a oh. <laughs> That would have been perfect. <laughs> that would have been perfect. It is. It's what you did to begin with. Yeah, right? that's this room. It's the room with the yeah, orb. Let me just change the picture. There we go. Yeah, it's that room. Perfect. It's this big circular blue lit chamber. The walls themselves seem to glow with the blue light. And in the center is a small pillar with a carved <laughs> eye. Actually, actually, this isn't even a carved eye. This is the eye uh, that's here on this uh, pillar. Like the eye from, what's his name? Uh, yep, this is the eye that, y you've seen this eye before, because Fitz had you guys pick this up. Like, as you enter the room, it, like, turns and looks at you and blinks. The pillar itself has the repeating eye uh, motif uh, with the flame in the center of the eye. Uh, but yeah, that is the eye of Kotar on top of it. Virgil and Iskra, y'all were following Sophia and Harvale, right? Yes. So as you're coming up the stairway, you see them enter this chamber up there. What do you do? So I can see the eye that they stole from Fitz? I mean, if you keep going up the stairway, you can. If that's what you want to be doing. I mean, I don't want to be seen. And we want this, eventually we want this yes. eye, right? Uh, that's right. We would like it. Yep. I mean, I know what I want to do eventually, but we would need to be a little bit closer. Is he just, like, standing in this orb room? Yeah, uh, he's talking with Sophia, and it you hear the door that's below y'all on this spiral staircase unlatch, and people start coming up it behind you. Oh, uh, shit. Is there anywhere to hide? All right, there's about to be. What does that mean? I want to use Tempest to create a heavy fog in this room. <laughs> and then then we can run up and get the eye and get out of All dodge right. maybe does that sound okay to you sophia or yeah. um, well uh, <laughs> sophia is doing her own thing sure fuck it why not okay 
Uh, so, Sophia, so on one particular wall near the stairway, Harvey actually, when he first enters the room with you, he leads you to that wall because there's several uh, blue robes hanging on, hanging on little hooks there next to it. He puts one on and he offers one to you and says, if uh, this is the initiate's robe and you yeah, will uh, put it on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'd say that both you, Iskra, and uh, Virgil can see them putting these blue robes on upstairs. And, like, the robes are voluminous enough that once someone's wearing them, you can't really tell who they are. Okay. And these are very obviously the same robes that y'all saw underground as well. When y'all encountered the Circle of Blue Flame. Oh, 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 yes. When they were fighting the Cthulhu monster. It was monster. not a Cthulhu monster. Um, it was a humanoid homunculus made out of bodies. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sounded kind of Cthulhu to me. Could we get to them without being seen? Sounds like a roll if that's what you want to do. I'm so bad at rolling, though. But y'all can do a group action where you both make stealth rolls and go with the best roll. Whoever's leading takes stress. What yeah. is stealth? That seems... Or not stealth, but prowess. Prowl. I've got one tick and prowl. What have you got? But I can push myself. I've only got one stress right now. But I also have a trauma, so that's gonna be at least one stress by the end of this. Don't forget that y'all have flashbacks that you can do if you can think of anything that might help. I don't have a flashback in mind. I was just putting it out there. Yeah, I mean, but to get us something that would help us be disguised like this. I mean, it might not be good here, but it's good to know. Just do a prowl? Yeah. Well, yeah, we do it as a, if we do it as a group we action, we, roll. what is it, Jeremy? You both roll. One person chooses to lead. I will lead. You both roll. Okay. And you go with the best success. Uh-huh. And the person who leads takes stress for any one to threes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to push myself. Oh, no, I'm not. Because that's a success, right? Ah. Uh, and I took a two. God damn it. Okay. So the five succeeds, which means that it's, uh, you do it, but there's a complication. I think the complication is that there are exactly eight robes. <laughs> uh, so you both are able to get your robes on before Harvale sees you guys. And you join him and Sophia there near the eye. You see Lady Drake... Lord Mora shows up, and then this lady shows up. Uh, you had seen her downstairs, but no one had really talked to her. She's a Aruvian woman in a uh, long black robe, and she puts a long blue robe over it. So how many people do we have now in robes? We have exactly eight people in robes. And y'all know that you have five of the seven up here, so hopefully no one else shows up, because then there's no more robes for anyone. Yeah, hopefully. I'm gonna sort of surreptitiously back up against where Fitz's eye is, just very casually. Uh, the eye that everyone is standing around? That, I thought you said it was on a shelf. No, it's on this pillar that's here in the center Well, pissed hearts, okay. Where where the globe is at right (laughs) now. That's gonna make this a lot harder. All right, uh, so let's go back to Cliff. So you've been uh, enjoying the nice, cool mountain breeze for a while. What do you want to do now? 
Yeah, well, um, I was kind of waiting for her to make a move since she brought me up here specifically. But if it's just a pleasure visit, uh, let's just get, let's just talk. Need the conversation from earlier. You know, Wait, I still Lady have no Penderin's idea. Lady Penderin's not up there actually. What? What? Because Lady Penderin's here with him, so there's only sure seven. There's one more yeah, come. there's still one more person to come. At least one more person to come. Wait, when did she that leave? Be me. No, Lady no, he, he, he's saying, been here with Cliff the whole he, time. He's he's not really angling his voice. She's not upstairs with you guys. She's with me. So, uh, tell me about yourself, uh, uh, Min Lady. <laughs> it sounds so bad to say. Jesus. In real life. It sounds. It he's sounds. Push you out the window, and you're gonna deserve it. Take one stress. I, I you know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stress. <laughs> I almost gagged a second out. <laughs> I'm going to tip my fedora to her. Take another stress. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she's going to start leading you around around the library and show you different things that she's seen. And uh, uh, there is a chamber that leads off of the library uh, that she'll lead you to. It is, uh, it looks like this. It's a artist studio. There is a bunch of different half-finished portraits and paintings leaning against the wall. There's another huge window letting light out. It seemingly to the exact same scene that you had seen earlier from the other window. And inside is a man uh, with uh, dark rimmed really? glasses. Uh, you know, he's got longish blonde hair and uh he's wearing an artist smock and he is currently working on portrait actually he's not just currently working on it it seems like he has just finished it a portrait of a lighthouse up in the mountains a very familiar looking mountains yeah i'd say that if you imagined yourself being in that window that's there on the lighthouse looking out from it then it would seem just like the mountains that you had been looking out of the the only window in this entire tower yet every window looks out the same one what very interesting well i i had no idea this this room was uh was here lady penderin uh turned to the guy and introduced myself as as Cliff Claw? Yes, I'm Raffello, resident artist of the Centralia Club. This is I, I I'm gonna be honest, Raffello, this is kind of amazing seeing this this library and pointing out the window, you know, this range and look, you've you've captured it perfectly. I'm it's amazing. What what is this place? He smirks a little bit and he says, This is just the remnant of the world that used to be before it was taken from us. But it, how? What what magic is this are we there are we transported to the before times or is this just a mirage i think it would be better to say it's a memory a memory of what once was and he he kind of looks at lady penderin at this uh actually if you want to get more out of him you probably need to make a roll yep that's fine at this point i'm doing so much uh well we're continue to talk so we'll consort am i still in a risky position risky risky really talking to the hipster guy about pictures well maybe it's controlled because you do have the lady here with you so and plus didn't someone critically succeed earlier so yeah i mean yeah nobody's 
Nobody's fighting. It's all we're all good here. Standard effect. Ooh. Oh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> a two is still a... Is that a failure? So, uh, a two is a failure. Okay, I rolled a two and a one. For control, that means you falter, press on by seizing a risky opportunity, or withdraw and try different approach. I'm going to moxie my way into a successful complications. Cool. You hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach, or else do it with a minor consequence. A minor complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You suffer lesser harm. You end up in a risky position. So he starts talking to you, and he says, Before the cataclysm, the sun hadn't been shattered, and the light of the world shone down. We, we knew all of this. We know all of this, but... There was a man whose responsibility it was to break the world as it was. And we are currently trying to bring the world back to what it used to be. Perhaps if we can summon memories, there's no reason why we can't return the world to its former state. But to do that, we need more power than just the power of man. Ah. What power? I mean, it seems like looking around at the magic we have here and the the sheer accumulation of knowledge, is this not enough? Well, there is power in knowledge, but there's a difference between knowing how to do something and being able to enact the actual doing. There are things in this world that might have such power, uh, but those are the very creatures that broke the world to begin with. No, what we need is a power from before the world broke. We need the power of a god from before the cataclysm. Uh, Lady Penderin turns to you at that point and says, have you ever heard of Kotar? The hit video game from 2002? Cover blown. (laughs) Yep, so take your risky position. What? (laughs) What? You have revealed yourself. (laughs) So at this point, my, my idea is these People are probably cultists. I put myself in a corner here with two of them. Uh-huh. I probably should play along, uh, uh-huh. at least for now, while trying to get whatever information I can. If these are truly wizard cultists, keeping them away from the party might be good for my companions. So let's keep them occupied. Uh, have I heard of the tale? But you have heard of Kotor. Uh, anyway. Darth, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Uh, I have not heard... <laughs> Uh, no, I can't say I have, uh, honestly. It's not something... You know, we learned some basic history in law school, but it was mainly uh, mainly protocol and local regulations and all that. Very dry, boring stuff. As they start explaining to you Kotar itself, I think that's when you hear a voice behind you clearing their throat, and you see Madame Teslin uh, standing in the library behind you. She uh, she looks at you, and she looks at Penderin, and she looks at Raffello, and she says, We've all been summoned. Apparently there's going to be a new initiation. Cliff, I'm sure if you would like, we'd be happy to leave you here in the library. Uh, you seem to have gained the trust of not just myself, but other members of the circle. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate that, and I would I would love to return, but... Uh, well... Tessa and I would I would need uh, a week to absorb all this information here. Surely, surely I will return at a later date. Well, but, uh, just 
just for now, unfortunately, you won't be able to attend the ceremony. You're not a member of the circle yet, but... Uh, all right. Jeez. Uh, it doesn't seem like I'm gonna be able to hold them much longer, so I guess I don't have much of a choice. So you're just gonna let them go? I mean, without fighting them outright, I don't really see much of a way to hold them here for much longer. Okay. As soon as they leave, I'm gonna really case the room for sure. Okay, so one thing that you notice after they leave is that the uh, portrait of the lighthouse seems to be emitting its own light, uh, much like the windows do. I'm going to guess the door door they leave out of uh, also sort of fades into non-existence. No, they uh they go back the way that you came in. Like they go out into the library and down that staircase back into the main room. Okay, so uh they close me in the room, I would imagine. Yeah, like you're here in the library by yourself at this point. Okay. Well, I'm going to wait like a minute or two and then open the door they went in, out of. Back into the main room, back yes. into the smoking lounge. Yeah, I was assuming that they were going to magic me into this prison and keep me here for a while. But uh, if that's not the case, then I'm not going to stay here. Okay, uh, you don't want to take anything with you? Take a book. I was going to say the portrait, but I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, is there is there a smaller portrait maybe in the the art room something i can easily conceal on me paint is the paint like magical yeah let let me do a quick uh before i book it i'm gonna go back into the paint room and just sort of glance around and see if there's something valuable magical something catches my eye like what sort of thing are you looking for something i can easily pocket that will not burden me i assume if i carry around a a canvas of the lighthouse that's going to be hard to hide (laughs) and leave especially if i run into somebody that would be a problem what if you cut it out of the frame and roll it up make a just make a quick survey roll let's see what you find (laughs) (laughs) i was the one so uh, it's only the portrait that it looks like i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh tap of this idea i'm gonna say because i rolled a one (laughs) i'm gonna do the dumb thing and i'm going to cut out the lighthouse photo out of the frame Oh, wait, it's still fresh paint, though, isn't it? Oh, cool. Yeah, sure. Ooh. Sounds like you do it, though. I, yeah. I haven't really thought about it, so yeah, I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to roll it up. Yeah, okay, so yeah. I think we're going <laughs> to we're gonna end <laughs> like the dumb as idea. Cliff touches the painting. It starts glowing brightly. I think that's the last we see of Cliff. Uh, I know it's getting the 830 <laughs> for tonight, anyway. And so back up in the ceremonial chamber, there's a few brief minutes where everyone is quietly talking. You know, there's some quiet talk to each other. The strange thing about these robes is that, like, it muffles the voices in such a way that you can understand what's being said, but not necessarily who is talking does anyone want to do anything before the three people who are coming that you don't know about show up do i know that it's them it's iskra and virgil in the other robes uh no you did not see them put the robes on because they i'm just gonna play along this is great yeah everything is going to plan and my friends will not screw this up for yeah me. so <laughs> Virgil? Yeah, I mean, knowing that we've got the last robes, and I'm assuming we heard someone just say, like, we're waiting. Yeah, there's one more robe left. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, in the end, I'm going to cast, I'm going to try and use Tempest to make fog and steal and get out of dodge. So it seems like as good a time as any to do that. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, we, if we've realized Unless that has you know objection. we're definitely going to be caught, there's not really a good reason to wait until we are before we, you know, yeah. make good our getaway. Yeah. So when you cast yeah. fog or do whatever to make fog, I'm just gonna throw my robe off and grab the eye and book it. All right. And then stop well, right before the door and calmly and casually walk out. Okay. <laughs> So I think we need to uh, probably need to end it there then with before yeah I before roll. you roll because I don't want us to roll it and then uh, we'll just know that like so we uh, will end this scene with uh, Sophia and uh, Harvale, the two other members of the Circle of the Flame and Virgil and Iskra are all standing around. You hear the door downstairs click open and that's when. Virgil realizes that uh, it's now or never. So let's go ahead and do end of session stuff. Uh, we'll start with Cliff Claw. All right. I did not roll any desperate actions. Um, you addressed a challenge with calculation or conspiracy. Uh, well, I guess it technically counts. I tried to uh, assist so uh, Sophia oh, earlier. It, it didn't work exactly, but I did address the challenge. Uh, by attempting it, so I want to mark down one for that. Okay. You expressed your belief drives, heritage, your background? I think so. I think we talked enough about my background in law school and what that entailed and didn't entail. Yeah. Uh, that covered it pretty damn well. And you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas? Still no. Alright. Iskra? So, you addressed a challenge with technical skill or mayhem? I tried to. Good, you addressed it. Yeah, think that you addressed it. <laughs> I mean, pickpocketing a dude is technical skill. All right, that works. There's technique to that. I'll take it. Uh, you expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I think I could say that I expressed my background because my first instinct was not to try to consort with these rich folks, but rather to go gossip with the servants. Okay. So I'll take that as well. And you struggled with issues from your vice or trauma. Not yet. You haven't started obsessing about the ocean yet. <laughs> Let's go to Virgil then. Okay, address a challenge with knowledge or arcane power. I looked yep. into the ghost field, like I always do. Express your beliefs, drives heritage or background. Nah, not yet. Struggle with issues from vice, not yet. So, just right. the one for me. And Sophia. I addressed multiple challenges <laughs> with deception and influence. Yeah, give yourself two for that. And then, uh, nothing with release stress, heritage, background, but I definitely struggled with my vice, which is, which is pleasure. I think you engaged with your vice less than struggled with it, but... Look, that could have gone many ways, and I took it in a way that was, you know, maybe not the best for me. She had to stick a finger up an old guy's ass. I think that's struggle. <laughs> you get a point of experience for that. <laughs> All right. I mean, he didn't have to. And then I'll run through the uh, the crew here. Execute a successful burglary, espionage, robbery, or sabotage operation. Not yet. Nope, not yet. Uh, not yet, yep. Contend with challenges above your current station. Yeah. I think so. Pretty, pretty yeah, high, yeah, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Bolster your crew's reputation or develop a new one. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, express yet. the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew. Uh, definitely that. I think yeah. so. <laughs> getting by by the skin of our teeth, not knowing what we're doing, getting it over our head, and so probably just booking it up, get, guns blazing. Yeah. 
that's definitely so you us. Get an advancement for that. Um, how do you guys feel about saving that advancement for once the thing's over, or do we want to take it now? Let's deal with it downtime. Yeah, yeah we, we can, can take, time we to can talk take about it later. Ladder, 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 later. Come yeah, on, Brain. That seems to make more sense.